Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a solo podcast from me. Lucky for you, and lucky for me, I am I am capable of doing these on my own. Um, it is a solo podcast by necessity. My time has been a tornado, a cyclone, a horrible thing where the real world seems a ghostly apparition that I only occasionally touch through the veil, wondering if it's even really still there. Um, a lot of that has to do with my, my car taking a shit a little while ago, but also just purely the fact that, that, that everything always happens all at once. There's always, you sit around bored for a week and then it's like the Super Bowl and grandma's birthday and this happens and that happens like all in the same day and you got to pick which one you want to do. You can't shuffle it out. That truly isn't the problem that I, that I was having. It really all does really all does come down to my car. And I want to tell that story. You see, it is about three in the morning right now, and I am drinking in my basement by myself because I finally got... Listen, the past couple of weeks was filled with with crushing defeats and and soaring victories and last-second moments not unlike Indiana Jones rolling under the door and then grabbing his hat before the door goes all the way down. There's been a lot of that. Too much of that. And where should I begin? Um, beyond my car, should I start with the car? I'll start with the car. Maybe that's the most relatable. The rest of this just gets weird, and some of it's about my work, and some of it's about the city of Coon Rapids, and some of it's about, like, draconian marijuana laws and stuff, as, you know, uh, weed is legal in, in the state of Minnesota, but it is Ill federally illegal still. Um, and of course it is very amoral to use. You should get a job. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's fine, but it, there's a fascinating, a, fa a fascinating thing that happened with an event that we tried to do. And, uh, some of you listening to this, maybe even are aware of that or whatever. It was a lot of work on my part to try to set that up. I did have a lot of help and whatever, whatever else, but, um, also it was a lot of work on my part to scramble, talk to the local media and try to try to spin some of that straw into gold. You know, it's like we uh, we ended up with a with a vacant spot, but you know, how can I get attention? Also, someone who calls a few of the shots at my work definitely realized that I am a lightning rod for being able to get attention for things, which is like, oh, that's really useful. And then later had to be like, okay, like I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, but let's kind of like take our foot off the gas here again. I look those of you that know me from like SMB and other things like that do know that. It, I get. I guess it's unusual for someone to be able to just get attention through just terror and chaos and hot wiring things. And it's weird that there's like, you know, say you 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 run some place and then there's somebody that like works for you and like, oh, they kind of they kind of do this and that. And it's like, oh, they can also like cause a media firestorm. But then you're not used to having someone like that around. So you're like, okay, this is getting out of control. Um, boy, doesn't this story that I'll tell after another story sound tantalizing? Some of you listening already already know about it, and um, also know that probably the watered down, sort of uh, uh, muted version of the story that I'm willing to tell even is actually crazy enough. Where the the real one is, you know, you all know. You, it, it's it's hilarious. Everyone who actually knows will have like the full the full DLC version, and they'll be like, "Yeah, that's uh, surprised we got away with as much as we did." So. Let's talk about my fucking car for a second. If you're in the market, I uh, I drive proudly. No, that's a lie. I drive and I don't care what I drive. That's kind of the main thing. And as long as it works and is reliable, which it is, is a is a I have a 2010 Toyota Prius that I have almost 300,000 miles on, and it's my favorite thing to argue with people who shit on Priuses. I've had it for so long now, and I'm like I've had no problems with it really. I've had, I've had wheel bearings. Uh, I should probably call... I'm calling my wife. I can't really pause this, or she's calling me. I'll just take this call on the air. Why not? Hello? Hello? Hi, baby. I am leaving right now. Okay. I'm, um... I wasn't really sure we need to be home, so I elected to do a, a solo podcast, which I'm, I'm doing right now, but... Uh, maybe I can either... I, I can either start over or, uh... Um... I can uh, just keep going, and then I'll make dinner like a little after you get home or something. Okay, sorry. No, no, no! You don't have to apologize. Please don't. In fact, I'm just 
telling you that like that's what's happening. That's all. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't know. I'm just was like, well, I don't really know. Maybe if she gets home at nine at night and I wait, I'm like just gonna end up not doing this today. So I'll just start doing it, you know, ten minutes ago. And then that's all. Please, please don't take it as I'm somehow upset at you. Like it's it's fine. Okay. Well, we'll just figure it out when you get home. Then I suppose. I love you too. Bye. Bye. You see there, there was almost, there was almost a minor, a minor, well, you didn't really hear the other end of it, but she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, why are, no, you don't have to be sorry. Um, yeah, this is about how solid this one's going to be if you feel like changing the channel. Um, anyway, what in the fuck was I talking about? The no one that's here with me that, that why, why would they be? Wife works a hospital job too, so you really can't predict. You could you could just be you could just do something at like in the middle of the night and be like I don't know if anyone's ever gonna be home and then it's like JK here I come which is good but uh, again right there actually this actually plays into what I'm talking about if you're ever like why like why does it feel like you know John it takes him forever just to do something like make a phone call like a week will go by before I'll call like like a friend or a, even you know I still have clients that I that I do music for I'm like huh oh yeah I sent you something a while ago. Like, I, I don't know. Every time I turn around, there's just something going on. Like, I can't fully commit. And by the way, this is not this is not my wife's fault or anything. Like, it's, she's just purely in a, an example of a, a number on a spreadsheet that is miles long. I'm like, all right, let's sit here and do this. And then just, like, like a loud explosion happens in the neighborhood. And you're like, oh, good. And, you know, whatever. The power goes out. It's, it's, it's always fucking something. Um, and it's never catastrophic. It's, it, I can deal with anything that happens. Even the car thing. The car thing actually just completely ended up being fine. It just was a bunch of uncertainty and time wastefulness. And so, okay, let's tell the story of my Toyota Prius. My old Toyota Prius, it's always like a, a stick in the eye of everyone that has some... Because they watch an episode of South Park and they think they know what libertarianism is or something. And they're just like, well, why would you drive one of those? And I'm like, I don't know, because I'm not pretending I'm a construction worker on my way to my warehouse job. Kyle, Jesus, I don't know. Actually, I know one Kyle, and he doesn't work in a warehouse or drive a pickup truck. But God, that name is just... It's its the male Karen. I mean, a different breed. The male Kyle doesn't ask for the, the manager. You know, you know the kind of thing I'm talking about. But anyway... Uh, yeah, it's like it's never had any problems except for, like, brakes and wheel bearings. And I've driven the shit out of this car. And it's like a million years old, and it still gets like forty dollars a gallon, forty miles a gallon. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but a thing finally went wrong with it, like a, a nice mystery thing, a nice, a nice big problem, and uh, where it was like I couldn't get it above thirty miles an hour, and it, it just happened in the middle of when I was dealing with stuff, dealing with a firestorm for my uh, for my big boy job that is a, you know. It's like a career. It makes sense with a career. As long as you just ignore the fact that I almost had a music career. Like, this counts as like a real work type of career thing. But I digress. Um, yeah, it just kind of stopped working. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just be... I know a buddy of mine has like a scan tool thing. I helped him I helped him make it. Like, he illegally downloaded, um, you know, the, like the $5,000 piece of Toyota software that actually allows you to see what's wrong with everything in the car. Um, scan all the codes, not just like the simple emissions ones that the things you buy off Amazon can do for you or whatever. Um, but I'm like, well, I won't bug him. I have, I have, I have steady income and I'm a good little saver. I will, I will just take it somewhere. I won't take it right to Toyota because that's always expensive, but like ridiculously. So at the point where he's just throwing money in, in, into the fireplace at that point, it's not like it's doing you anything. Just it's like twice as much as everywhere else. Um, and there's like a place like in my neighborhood, like right down the street. And I'm like, I, they, they do work on hybrid cars. They did say that once. Now I never have to take my car anywhere because again, it never has any fucking problems, which is why I bought it despite the jeers of everyone and their broken down Fords on the side of the road being like, ah, yeah. um, yeah. So I was like, Oh, I'll call them up and I'll be like, Hey, you, can you guys, you work on hybrids. Can you scan this? And the, the hundred and five year old lady that answered the phone was like, oh, yeah, but we're going to be, we're pretty busy. We won't be able to do it until, like, this was, like, on a Monday. She was like, Wednesday of next week, we'll be able to take five seconds and scan your car. And but this place is literally, like, blocks from my house. Like, it's it's like, 
on the edge of the neighborhood, you know, type area. Like I, I could just, I could have dropped my car there and walked home. No Uber, no bothering my wife, no nothing like that. Like I could have just taken like a nice little three block stroll, like around the park, essentially by doing this. So it's like, it would have been perfect, but no, I call it tires plus I have a tires plus card. Cause I'm a fucking high roller. Um, and it is honestly kind of nice. It's like, if you pay whatever you do off in six months, you know, it's, it's no interest or whatever. So it's like, um, not the worst idea. So it's like, you don't have to go like $2,000. It's like, well, it's just like a few hundred dollars a month. And it costs the same, whether you put it on a card or not. And if you're responsible with a card, you, you don't get any extra. Cause that's the thing. When you take out payments on things, you pay interest a lot of the times, you know, and that adds up and that's bad. So you want to avoid that by buying everything cash. But then you realize you go like, John, how, why do you have such a high credit score? And it's like, well, I've kind of figured it out. It's like, but you have to be super responsible. I can't imagine anyone in their 20s doing this the right way and not getting fucked. So you literally just have to be old to use credit cards right. Like, I, you just have to. Like, like people are like, oh, you think you're so smart? No. Well, I mean, maybe now. But I didn't, I, even in my early 30s, I was like, I'm never getting a credit card. Like, because I'll ruin my whole everything. And I, I would have. I absolutely fucking certainly would have. Like, like I can't. It's only because I've just been around so long. Like, and hopefully, you know, this hams keeps me alive for enough years to actually take advantage of all of the smart things I finally started doing. Like recently, it's the recent nature of this stuff. I think people look at me and they don't go like that. Man's forty three years old. They think I don't know how old people think I am, but they think I'm some punk bastard. I'm like, you know, I own a house and all this stuff. Like, well, lucky you. I'm like, I was thirty nine. And I got it by the absolute grace of God and a wink from the universe and some like lucky happenstance. Not lucky happenstance like, oh, I inherited it because that's a lot of, no, but just things worked out and yeah, like I'm a homeowner somehow now. But it's, I'm, I'm not like a, like a young millennial that's like, how is that even possible? It's like, it's, it is impossible. It is a nightmare out there. It's, it's even worse now than three years ago. I think. How old am I? 43? I was 39. Three and a half years ago. That doesn't matter. But anyhow, Ski. Tires Plus. You gotta get a credit card. Oh, yeah, right. They work on hybrid cars. Yeah, because I've 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 gotten my like oil change there and I've gotten, you know, like wheel and tire stuff done there. And so I'm like, well, for one thing, I can I can go there. And the internet says, and this is gonna be a theme of this thing. The internet says that they work on hybrid cars and they can do all that stuff and they can scan them and whatever. And, um, you know, you could make an appointment to do that and you can either then show up and have them go, we don't do that or them call you. So I've just, I just, now I've started calling. So it's like the internet says that, that they all do this and then you call individual stores and they go, no, we don't. Like that is what happened. They're like, well, we don't have people with the specialized training here, which makes sense. But it turns the world into an absolute, in, like, we are, it is, it is hilarious the way, like, America did have this time where it was just kind of like, that's our guarantee and all this other shit. And I'm like, and that's fine. Like, I, I, we can't keep our promises anymore. And that doesn't actually bother me all that much. Uh, like, I'm not like, you said, like, I'm not like asking for a manager. It's like, it says on the website. And it's like, sir, there's no one here that knows how to do that, you know. Well, well, what am I going to do? I'm not acting like that or being that person. All I'm saying is that we just need to stop promising. You know what I mean? Like we see, we need to go back to that old, you know, results may vary for everything. Like, like, and not the fine print, just like tires Plus's website says, should now say, um, we, uh, some of our locations have people that can deal with hybrid cars and some of them don't. It changes day by day. And if you call, you're going to have to wait because one person works there. Um, but they, if they answer it and they're a person that has some sort of hybrid training, they're going to be able to help you sometime next month. Uh, or they'll just be like, give you a kind of a um, list of other places. Or apparently my Tires Plus card also works at Firestone locations. Like some of those might do it, whatever. And, you know, it was a lot. So he's like, all, all you got to do is call each and every one of those until you find somewhere that will actually do what you need and it's going to take forever because again and don't don't say it don't even think it i had i was i was relating this tale to someone and they're like well no one wants to work anymore and i really at this point i take more than just umbrage with that at this point like it's just if you say that out loud you're an idiot like you don't know how anything works 
there's not enough fucking people. Like, I have a theory, and it's that everybody's like, well, you know what you should do? You should start your own business. Well, you save up. Like, buy buy your own Tires Plus or Firestone franchise. Like, or, you know, buy a d- tobacco shop. Like, do this, do that, whatever. So it's like you end up with these... You, know, you can't throw a rock without hitting one of the same fucking businesses just fucking everywhere. So, like, everyone's a business owner. And then, like... Everybody, so it's like, there's for one, they're like, oh, there's, there's, there's not enough money. It's like, well, yeah, because there's like 50 of these on a block. You know, it's like the Starbucks joke, or there's one right across the street from the other one. It's like, okay, well, you're going to make half as much money that way. And then you're like, and if everybody owns a Starbucks, then like, who the fuck is going to work at them? So it's like all these places, like somebody owns this place. There's two employees and four customers. And they're just like, it's infinite. And it's a bit of an exaggeration, but I have to exaggerate to make my point. You can tell that that's where it's going. Because the whole thing is a Ponzi scheme. It's like, well, yeah, like, you you could work, but then you can, you know, you can invest, and you can start your own thing, and you can move up. And it's like, there's there's maybe kind of a decent amount of room at the top, but no, there really isn't. Like, there's nowhere for this to go. Like, no one, no one's going to be an employee anymore. Did South Park just deal with this or whatever, with that Dick and Bob's thing? I don't know, but... I've been watching South Park again. We have, like, all of the streaming things now. Um, and then all I don't watch anything new. I just go, like, oh, yeah, South Park is all on, like, on Max. I'm going to watch that instead of one of their original movies because I don't care. Unless it's Chernobyl. But, yeah, it's, it's like this, like, late stage, like, there's just not, there's not enough people to fucking go around. And I'm I, like, this is actually fine with me, too. Like, I'm not mad. It's like, well, people don't have kids. A ton of people retired early. A lot of it, you know, the stock market, like, spiked during COVID. Like, you realize if you are pretty well invested and all of a sudden every, everything you're worth is suddenly, like, five times more now and you just sell a bunch of it off. Like, you could just stop. Like, if you're, like, in your mid-50s, like, I'm out. Fuck this. I'm done. And you want to know why people did that? You want to know why even even people with money in their retirement funds and, you know, they, like, retired early during... And then a bunch of people died. But you know, everybody blames the kids. Or no one wants to work anymore. It's like, yeah, clearly nobody does because everybody, like, retired early. They had that money in the stock market and their retirement funds and things. It's like, come on, black! Like, just waiting for something to happen where it goes up. Just waiting for a big war so all their Raytheon and... Fucking uh, Lockheed Martin and Halliburton stocks can go up. By the way, I dumped a bunch of money into all those recently because, like, well, those stocks are all about to go up, and you'll you'll see. I've talked about it too much already, probably, but I mean, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a party pretty soon. Um, so hopefully you're listening in America, so you can you can feel safe with me that everything is just gonna be fine, like it always is here. You know, other than people bitching about it, there's really like no effect. And yeah, invest some money in uh, in uh, a lot of these places that make weapons infrastructure and stuff. It's a good idea. Uh, can't beat them, join them. But anyway, yeah. So it's like every everywhere everywhere I've called, also in this like car adventure. I don't think I've gotten a response from from anywhere about anything where they're not like, well, we're really busy right now. Like that, that's the other sign. It's like everywhere is always really busy right now. I like asked somebody. I was like, "So when when are you not busy?" Cuz I've literally gotten that answer. It's like summer, winter, fucking school starting, school's ending doesn't make a fucking difference at all. Like everywhere is just always really they're just kind of like, "Well, I don't know. We're yeah, I mean, we're pretty busy here." It's like, "Okay, then then just say that. Just come out and say it. We are we are backsliding into like a third world country because of the way ever because of the rich people in charge too, mind you. Not like, well, there's immigrants. Shut up. It's not that. And you know it's not that. It's because everybody like everywhere tried to operate on a skeleton crew during the pandemic. They figured out they could just squeak by, and there was that was a bunch of wages and salaries they didn't have to pay. And they're like, well, all it really does is frustrate people, but they have no other choice and overworks our employees, but where are they gonna go? Which is dumb because a lot of times they do leave. And they're like, whoa, no one wants to work anymore. It's it's this self-fulfilling thing that's just so goddamn dumb. And everything is spread really thin because of that. And you think about it, all those people that retired, you know, it's like they're probably still like part owner of something. The owner, the owner stuff is just the same. And you just have the same amount of people doing it. So it's like, well, just everywhere is really busy. We're just really busy right now. 
And yeah, just the the answer, I, the thing I was getting at earlier, where I'm like, I, I don't really care about that, but let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Like, we're kind of just the Soviet Union of the 80s now. It's like, it's going to take two months. Like, well, is there anywhere else around here? Like, no. <laughs> Yet. There's nowhere else. Everywhere close, there's here. And I must visit brother. It's going to be two months. And that's fucking it. Like, that's just how it goes. Like, your shit, you go to the grocery store and just like, do you have this? Like, nope. Like, is anyone here? No. Like, you stop being like, our sales associates would be happy to help you. They'd rather be dead. And I don't... Maybe this will happen. This would be really exciting. If we just became Honest America. Honest America would be hilarious, where it's just like, no one's nice to you on the phone. Everyone just kind of admits that, like, shit doesn't work all the time. It's like space balls. Like, just nothing works. Everything's always broken. Everyone's always out of everything. And that's just how it is. Like, just take down the big fucking smiling palm tree thing. It's like, it's all going to work out. Just be like, no, it might not. Just put a picture of, like, a roulette wheel up there. It's like, hey, yeah, we might fix your problem. I don't really know. Or maybe the one guy that can do that will quit in a, in a huff because we've been overworking the shit out of him forever and he's just decided he's going to go do something else. And then would be like, well, God bless him. Like, there's, you know, the, the, the customer service sort of mentality of like, everything's good and shiny and clean and colorful and wonderful in America and everything. It's like, let's just drop it. Like, it's not working anymore. Like, my money is obviously, like, by the way, I don't, there'd literally be no drawbacks into just like letting everyone just be themselves at, at work and just stop giving a shit, just admitting that it's like half of this stuff isn't true, whatever. It's just like, it's a crapshoot whether or not like you can even get what you were looking for out of it or whatever. That's just life for everybody because where are they going to go? What they're going to go talk to the manager of the whole fucking country. They're going to go to a different place that also just doesn't care. And like nothing works at, you know, it's like nowhere like, the place that would probably, like, make the most money eventually and appeal to all the younger people coming up now is the one place that's just like, it's a shithole! And you'd be like, okay, hey, at least they're not trying to, like, blow smoke up my ass and be like, it's gonna... You know, the, your your driver is on route, which means... Which used to mean they were on their way, and now it means, like, they're literally in the middle of some other thing, and they'll find out that you asked for a driver, like, at some point when they're done, or, like, a tow truck or whatever. They're just, like... Just these constant messaging that everything's okay and then it isn't. I think it's more stressful than just everyone kind of being like, eh, we'll get to you when we get to you. And it's like, well, what? There's going to be some older people that are not going to be able to deal with that. But again, where are they going to go? Another place that also will do the same thing? It's not like there's one place. There's not like a secret spot. It's like, oh, everything here works. Their employees are actually like paid well enough where they don't leave and are like taken care of and whatever. That place doesn't exist. If it did exist, it would cost like three times as much as everywhere else. And not because paying employees is that hard, but because it's like, well, we're going to make it exist. But uh, yeah, like I'm not giving up the bigger yacht, so we'll just make it ultra expensive. And then it would go out of business and then we'd just be back where we are. Like at this point, it's not a thing where there's like innovation coming out of... Uh, whatever, like, uh, competition in capitalism. It's now we're just the bucket of crabs where one climbs up and another one gets dragged down. Not by other individual people, but just by the, the forces and the culture we sort of created. Where it's like, okay, yeah, if somebody just decided to take a vow of poverty to have a better company, nobody's going to do that. And I know that now. Literally by the time that you're anyone that could be running a company and then running it somehow that you wanted, all of your, like, altruism has left your body. Like, you don't even have a prayer of being successful until you're a bloodthirsty scoundrel. And that's the starting line. Like, we're having a conversation at, at work today about, oh, you did music. Like, you know, you weren't really trying to get rich, so, you know, you didn't. I wouldn't have anyway. But, you know, it's like you probably had more fun than if you were, like, focused on money. But here's the thing. We were hyper-focused on money. There was just none to be made. Like, this guy was like, oh, you don't have to make all those terrible, stressful decisions. Yeah, no, we were, like, skinning child slaves alive and hanging them upside down just to break even. Like, we were making the most ruthless fucking decisions. Just fuck other people. Well, that other band is late. We're taking their spot. Like, fuck them. We'll just set up our merch where no one can get to there. It doesn't matter. Like, you, And that was just so that rather than losing money on gas, we actually had enough. And that's, like turned me and some other people I know into absolute crazy people. It's one of the reasons that I 
I tried to pick the, just the exact right spot to like start some sort of actual work career where I could go hog wild and get like praised and and brought into things for just being like, hey, like you know, the culture here is kind of laid back and hippy dippy, but you being a complete monster is actually getting us some results. Do would you like to be enabled to do that further? <laughs> and I say, and I say yes. Yes, I do, even when things backfire and blow up in my face. So, anyway, yeah, I was talking about my car. Uh, what finally did happen is, like, yeah, nowhere could help me. Nowhere could, like, figure anything out. And I'm like, that's just how it is now. So, yeah, the whole side note was, like, just tell me the truth. Just be like, yeah, there's, like, 3% of these places that can actually do anything. And we're not just going to tell you that, oh, yeah, we, we offer this at every location in America. And it's just, like, until you just call 50 of them, until you can find one that actually does. There should be some kind of law against that, but I'm sure they, there were, and they've just been lobbied completely out of existence. Like, you can't force us to tell the truth about how our business works. That's communism. Uh, but yeah, so my speaking of communism, my, my friend with our uh, hacked and hijacked, I mean, it's his. I have no need for it. I just kind of help facilitate his uh, car scanner deal. He came over, and even he's a busy person with a real life, and he just like recently told his like shitty job to like fuck off and he's going on to doing other things and he managed to make time to still swing by my house you know have a couple of shots of tequila and and, and scan the car and uh and god bless him i saw i owe him i owe him some fancy drinks at the bar down the road honestly um and then and, and that'll happen because that bar is open and they always have martinis you know bars are honest bars are an honest business like, they don't sit there and go, hey, you're going to get laid or something, or there's definitely a bartender that has really good coke or something. Like, they're just like, we have booze here. All the different kinds of booze. Probably someone here knows how to mix a lot of the things you like together into a thing that you enjoy. And if they don't, they won't say it. Like, the dive bar doesn't go like, we're going to make you a martini that makes your dick hard. Like, we're, you know, like, yeah, we have gin. We have some vermouth that's, like, you know, under the fucking refrigerator and back. Like, it's warm. I don't know. Like, what you want lemon or olives? What what goes in this? And, like, you know, and it'll be $3. But the $12 place, if you go there, if you go to the $12 place, they'll probably be able to make you an old-fashioned or a Manhattan or what the, the their pre-made stuff off the menu is probably all right. You know, usually it's too sugary. It's why I like, I like old Mad Men drinks because it's, like, they're not as... They don't weigh me down as much, and I need I need my energy. I need to get all all riled up and full of full of gin. Um, that's how I live my life. That's what makes me who I am. But yeah, bars are honest. You never go to a bar and be like, you know, someone's gonna suck your dick in the parking lot, and then they don't. It's like we'll call one of our other locations. Like that's not. They don't play that game. All right, you figure it out yourself, and you know that. So all I'm saying is that if everywhere ran like a bar this country would be in a better place for actually a lot of reasons. Like everywhere should have booze at it. You know, the real bars have the real selection, but it's just kind of like, you know, you're getting your car fixed. Like, well, there is a jug of rum behind the counter. You want a little, you know, pass the time. But yeah, so buddy, my buddy uh, scanned my car and he was like, okay, this thing is throwing this code that is that means it's your power inverter and that's just a thing in the, the old prius hybrid system whatever it makes it makes it work you can even you can even drive it without it but not very well and it smells like gas and it's fucked up um you can't really use it so he was like you probably got something in the mail when you changed your when you got the title and i was like oh i did and it's like yeah it's like a 2010 prius for 15 years there's like this extended enhanced warranty because of a giant class action lawsuit that if this fucking thing breaks and then when you go to scan it it throws this code that i got that is covered and they have to do it for free like here's what it's called here it is online like here's all this stuff here's all the information you'll need here's like a printout of the fucking codes that that went off and he's like everything else in your car is fine like if, if you were to go to toyota blind they would do some shit like replace the 1600 hundred dollar battery or 2400 whatever they charge you they were like it's probably twice of what you could do it yourself for and then they'd be like, okay, well, that wasn't it. Let's try that. They would pull that shit and then maybe get to the warranty thing. And then maybe still try to fuck you out of it. Because, see, here's what happened. I took that information and I was like, I'm going to go to the Brookdale Luther Toyota. And I'm not just going to go there, though. I'm going to call them. 
So I learned that from all these other places. I'm going to give them a little, little jingle jangle on the phone. And I'm going to be like, okay, I have this kind of car. I have this thing here that's talking about this enhanced warranty thing. And of course, the people that answer the phone, absolutely no idea what I was talking about. Part of it might have been that I was like, it, it, it has all these different names to it. And I'm like, oh, it's a, it's like a, like a recall thing. Like it originally was, but the recall led to the lawsuit that led to the extended. So it's technically a warranty. It's a warranty you got to look up. Um, although I found that kind of funny. And by the way, I'm condensing this because I talked to like more than one person after like being on hold, hanging up, we'll call you back. No, they didn't. So the next day I call them, be like, what the fuck ever happened? I'm like, oh yeah, there's, there's none of these on there. I finally kind of like, asked for someone who knows what they're talking about up the chain until I did get someone who said, by the way, a couple of days of me not being able to drive, like Derek was, was like lives kind of by me and has to go past my house and usually take side street. So we had a fun time carpooling to work for a while. I honestly miss it a little bit. But then if I'm like, oh, I'm out of like dandruff shampoo, I'm like, well, I can like bother my wife after she's worked for 12 hours in the middle of the night, or I can order it for a million dollars off of like target to like bring it to my house or I can just get drunk and forget about it which was like what I did um you know it's like having a car is just so nice you can run an errand after work or whatever on your way home you don't make Derek drive you to target like he, he'll say he will but it's it's just not nice you just don't be like hey run run me around in your pickup truck to do like all these like crazy different errands because I need shampoo or some something or like a hot dog I don't know like I have a hard time asking people for help with things. Maybe I should work on that, but whatever. Um, so, basically, I get a hold of a guy there that kind of knows what he's talking about, or he definitely does, actually, and he's like, okay, um, well, there's two there's two open warranty things, and, uh, yeah, one of them is the exact thing you're describing with that exact number, you know, all right, like, here we go, and I'm like, well, that was easy, and he was like, well, you know, the, the gal you got on the phone, she, I think... She said, by the way, she was a complete bitch to me, too. Like, my wife could vouch on, like, speakerphone. Like, she, I was a little stressed, but I wasn't being mean. I was just being kind of a doddering old fool. It's like, I, look, it says it's the ZE3. It's this and this and this. Like, because here's the thing. I could have someone else replace it. It would be a little expensive. But at Toyota, it would be extremely expensive. So it's like a gamble or free. Like, it's like if I, if I have a someone do it, I'm going to have to pay money. If I have Toyota do it, it's either, like, $3,500 or $0. And, you know... So it's like, I wanted to be sure. And he's like, well, you kind of kept calling it like a recall and it's not a recall. I'm like, okay, well, like I gave my VIN and the car name and the, the description. You could easily Google what I was talking about. It's like, did, did she look at it and a bunch of things opened up? It's like, well, those aren't that. Those are warranties, even though they have all the names and numbers this guy's talking about. Like, yeah, that's not worth mentioning. I'll just be cunty to him and hang up. That's that's probably the way to go here. Um, so yeah, I get this guy and it's like, okay. So then I, I, I have decent insurance. So I had my car towed there. I could have probably limped it there, but it just breaks it more. I didn't want to do that. Um, and then I get I get a call like, well, we got your car here. Like, what's going on with this? I'm like, well, I had the guy I was talking to make a note, you know, like, hey, it's this is under warranty. He's like, um, okay, it might be under warranty. Yeah, like, I'll take a look at it. It's like, you don't really need to do that. Like, here's the dude's name. Like, it, and he, like, typed into the computer. Do you guys just not have things that are connected to each other? Like, and I know... Some places are not modern, you know, they're, they're internal software. Like, you know, on, on, a, on a modern search engine, you can type, start typing the first three letters. And it's like, oh, are you talking about this? Or a vague description, it'll, like, help you figure it out. There, it's like, if it's not on, like, the black and orange screen, that's just like you type in the exact number codes. It, it, it's like in a DOS menu. And it's like, oh, our computers aren't connected to each other. If someone puts a note on something, it's just for their own amusement later when they turn their computer back on. It's not something that goes into some sort of system everyone can look at. What do you think this is? A gigantic Japanese car corporation that's all interconnected? No, it's not. Why would it work like that? Like, we just put things on post-it notes and then they fall on the floor. Um, so anyway, car gets there, whatever. I eventually, like, the appointment, I have it towed kind of basically at night have it dropped off the appointments for 7 30 in the morning the next morning like well they'll get right to it so right about almost close of the next day i just get a message on my phone being like uh yep it's the inverter and it's this and the uh, new one will be uh you know 35 28 73 but we can we can do a rebuild for you know 29 45 82 just let us know what you want to do with that so i call and i get somebody that like like, that's just the tech working on it. But then, like, I call it, I'm like, hi, like, I'm getting told that this costs money now. Like, it's under warranty. And they're like, uh, oh, 
Uh, well, I'll have to ask someone else, and then they'll give you a call or whatever. And then they never did. They never did. They do not call you back. So I literally, like, I went down there at one point, because here was the thing. Like, I had the thing that I got in the mail about the warranty, but I didn't know where it was But for a few days. And I remembered, oh, it said on the thing, keep it in your glove box. But it's like, I didn't show up with my car. It was towed there. And so I got it. Like, I kind of, like, showed it to some people on my way out. Like, this is the thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, I was the guy that talked to you. It's like, uh, well... You know, we'll have Tommy call you. It's like, I've been waiting on this forever. Like, five minutes before they close, I get a call at home, like, ten minutes after I'd been there. I'm like, yep, it's all under warranty. Yep, that won't cost you a thing. And also, uh, uh, do, would you need a loaner vehicle while we do this? Which, by the way, is covered under the warranty things. It would be free. So, or $30 a day if I want to pay for it, which it doesn't really matter. It's fine. But... Yeah, it was, you know, it was absolutely free. And he's like, oh, well, we are closing. I'm like, yeah, I noticed that. Like, so I guess I'll just have my wife drive me there. I'm like, by the way, a week has gone by now. So it's like Monday morning the next week to get a loaner car, which is a Toyota Venza, which is uh, too large and seemed kind of cool. But every brand new car is cool. Every brand new car is just like does everything like a Tesla did. You know, it's like, ooh, the... When you walk up to it, the the rear view or the side view mirrors shine a light on the ground and it says Venza in it or whatever. And I'm like, oh, is that what you guys are going to do? You're going to have these things for a while and then you're going to pull like Lexus where it was like Lexus was just a, a random Toyota car like a Corolla. Then it became their luxury brand and then they don't really call it Toyota. They just call it Lexus. There's like separate Lexus dealers. And eventually they'd be like Venza dealers and Venzas. They're all fucking electric cars. It looks a little bit like Tesla. But they're like, oh, we're cooler than them and we're not run by Elon Musk. And Toyota does have a better track record of being reliable. And, oh, I don't know, not shutting off your car remotely on the freeway because you think you're late on a payment when you actually just paid off the card full uh, when you bought it. Shit like that. I, I refer you to that one episode of Always Sunny, the last one they made with Dennis and the Tesla. And yeah, Tesla's kind of like, I've kind of soured on them a little bit. But Venza sounds kind of like Tesla. And I bet that they were going to like try to launch that into their own thing be like and i'm basing this entirely off of that it's new and the name kind of looks like tesla <laughs> so i'm like oh they're gonna be like tesla oh well you know of course tesla's a bit of a status symbol like if you have somewhere to go you know you want to get there in a tesla but you know venza is for when you've already arrived that means you really you really made it driving a, a toyota of it no it's just a venza there's a venza dealership Maybe they're not going to do that, but if anyone from Toyota is listening to this, which I hope you are because you deserve to hear all of the things I said about you, um, go ahead and, and take that idea. But yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Venza was nice, but it's like, it's like I don't have 18 kids. Like the back end, it's just so long. It's like ridiculous. Like I, I, I know that the Prius isn't a big car, but you know, if I was going to get a slightly larger Toyota as a new car, it'd probably be a RAV4 because they're not totally out of control. Or my wife has a has a, a, a Subaru Crosstrek, and they're, like, bigger, but still it doesn't... It's not, like, this long-ass boat of a car. Like, I don't mind being higher off the ground. That's fine. It's just the, the front and the... It has all these, like, weird cameras so you can tell where you're going. It's like, I think that just means that it's too big. Like, yeah, it's futuristic. Like, the rearview mirror... Not the screen. The rearview mirror itself is a screen, which is like I got a new haircut. I did stop to do that. But I mean, to be fair, I go, I make it at the Salam Barber, uh, Abdullah. He's friends with my boss. He recommended I go there. It's on Central and it's not directly on my way home, but it's in between work and my house. So I make an appointment and I go after work. I can at least do that. My hair was really getting out of control. And now I look like kind of like a cool, tough Arabic guy or something, which, you know, he, he shapes up my beard a little bit. He's a, he's a miracle worker. Go, go to, go to Salam Barber, go make an appointment. Like if, if you want to, if you want to be a cool guy, that's, I mean, honestly too, I've shown him different pictures and he's like matched the haircut, like, like even like blow drying and straightening it just with a comb in ways where it's like, okay, now it looks identical to the picture I showed him. So as I learned, I actually had to be careful. Like, but the first time I had like a little bit more here and it's, I think I had showed him a picture of my hair had grown out a little bit. It's like, I like the haircut, but he's like, oh, okay. So you want it like this. And it was like, it was completely right. And it was like a fine, normal haircut and everything. But it's like, usually I like to be a little higher and tighter than that or whatever. So like, I found a different picture and then he just basically did that. Like exactly like in the photo, like the, the man is a miracle worker. Um... That's my. I'm not getting paid. I don't, I'm never gonna have paid sponsorships. No, that's never, never gonna be a thing. 
can't even do these things consistently. I'm too fucking busy. I can't. Meredith's not been around too much lately. I'd like to do them live more. And I did talk to Jason Kruger about that a little bit, but, um, you know, try to do it with more lead in time. So there's like slightly more people there. I don't know. It was really fun doing this live, by the way. I, I would do it definitely again, like yelling shit at the audience and stuff like that's. I live for that. That's fun. It doesn't need to be that. There could be like 10 people there and it'd be like fucking a riot. Like, not that I'm just so funny, but it's like, it'd be a riot for me. Like, I like interacting with people like that. I like yelling and being like, hey, well, what do you think of this? And like, you know, it's hilarious. It's why I usually have another person on the podcast with me. But I haven't been able to figure out like a timing. There's like several people that asked. I did comedy the other day and I had like Matt Doibud, Sydney, who's been on it before. Joe Cocazella, like, and Matt and Joe, I've been on their uh, the Awful Service podcast where I told all of my like horrifying stories about working retail and essentially being like a like a agent of like some kind of sleeper agent sent there to just destroy them because I did such a thorough and good job of it every time. But this is what happens if I hate where I am and, and you don't believe in me. And I say that like, I'm realizing now that at work, I look back at other just regular jobs I've had. And the problem is I'm like, I've always gotten like hired in and this is years ago, but like hired in as like a peon. So I'd be like, you know, this would probably work better. Okay. Now you didn't go to school to, to, to be a target manager. You're just a person that works here, which means you're an idiot. And it's like, we don't, we don't do things or change stuff or talk. No, 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 no. You'll never make $40,000 a year. Like me being the, being the general manager of this target. I made all the right decisions. And like, okay, well, I guess if putting out that fire is not on your priority list, I'll, I'll continue to ignore it, but I'm going to go outside real quick because the store is burning down. Well, you know, that comes out of your paycheck. I'm like, okay, that shit, you know. Oh, no one wants to work anymore. Oh, no one enjoys that. No one enjoys being treated like that at a place. Like, and you, I, God, I just want to rag on that, that no one wants to work anymore. I like working at my job. I honestly do. And other things that I've done in the past, like working on music, when I still do that, and I still enjoy it, and that is work, and I've made a little money from it here and there. Like, yeah, like I want to do that. But I, I nor anybody wants to, like, make you a sandwich or make a million. I'll make you a sandwich, but making, like, a million people a million sandwiches all day, every day, forever. Like, no one wants to do that. Well, everyone just treats them like shit. Like even better jobs too. It's like, you know, no one, you know, even those like cool, like work from home, but it's like, no one really wants to send emails about shipments of like mattress springs. You know, nobody really wants to figure out what's wrong with your refrigerator. No one really wants to find out where that smell is coming from. Like no one really wants to fucking like, like there are things out there where you're like, Oh, maybe I'd like to be a dog walker. That'd be kind of cool. Or like, you know, there's people who are like, medical professionals that are really into what they're doing and like, like well i i wrote a book about about a new way to do this procedure and everyone wants to talk to me it's like yeah well people want to do that yeah but they don't want to enter data into a spreadsheet they don't want to call your ass to tell you about how much you could save if you switch your fucking insurance no one ever has wanted to do that if you enjoy doing that you're like a weird psychopath like that's not a thing it's there's plenty of you got to keep people busy or they'll they'll burn the country down yeah but they don't the idea that it's, like, bad that nobody wants to... Like, it's not the real reason why everything's understaffed, A. And B, it's just specious in general because no one ever wanted to do any of that shit. Like, everyone always had, like, a dream, and then they had a kid, so then they had to, like, fix cars until they got old, and then they could, like, retire, and then now they have, like, jet skis, and they go fishing a lot, and I guess they're happy with that. But it's like, they're like, well, I wanted to be a ballroom dancer. It's like, well, of course you did, because you didn't want to, like you know, fix transmissions and, like, lose a finger and get into altercations with, like, customers and, like, have your have your kids hate you because you're an alcoholic. Whatever. You didn't want to do any of that. You didn't want to do any of that. Yet, for the people that aren't retired or are, I feel like I'm, I'm making fun of that particular profession and, and life uh, trajectory because those are the voices of, like, nobody wants to work anymore. It's like, did you? Well, I mean, it's better doing nothing. It's like you can't figure out anything better. You never had any dreams. And I know some people don't have dreams. I know that's fine. There are some people that just have some weird, like, number moving around job that has something to do with, like, you know, it's like I have to rent at least 80 helicopters at this Catalina wide mixer to make my nut. And that's what makes them happy. That makes their balls tingle. Like, there are people like, fucking killed it. 
Like we're on this, we're on the, we went on this business uh, trip and we, we signed, we signed a bunch more uh, clients on and I'm down in the hotel bar just having a drink and watching the game, fucking, fucking annihilating life, doing it, making it, winning. This is what I live for. This is great. There are those people, but even they don't want to make you a sandwich because fucking nobody does. Nobody really wants to figure out what's wrong with your Prius. Like that shit sucks. You know what I wanted to do, but more recently, like far, you go back a little ways. I wanted to be like a rock and roll man even further. I think I wanted to be like a ghostbuster or someone that catches dinosaurs. I don't know, but, but, or maybe to be a dinosaur stepbrothers reference, but we tried to, uh, uh, me and my place of employment tried to have a, have another event. We've been having these successful events because I used to be able to get people to go to music events and like nobody likes music. You're like, I like music. Yeah, but nobody likes the music that a person you don't know is making. And that's what I was pushing like all the time. And I got people to go. And it's like, it turns out when you have a thing that just centers around weed, which is everybody's favorite thing in the whole fucking world. Yeah, getting them to go is like shooting fish in a barrel. I literally like, I've, I've told, and I've arbitrarily, like I tell them to some people, I've told some jokes that people have definitely laughed at, but it's like, if you're at an actual comedy, if you're at an actual comedy show, the people there are just so like, so dependent on, like, I hate to say it, but like dependent on weed. It's like, it's the whole personality. It's all they do. And like, if you make fun of it, even if you're right, and it's like kind of like a good zing, it's like, they get weird. It's like, if you keep making fun of it, it's going to be illegal again. Well, I have news for you. They, they find ways to make it illegal again, whether I make a joke about it or not. Even if I have, try to have a big glass blowing pot smoking fucking food truck music thing. Um, it turns out, that, yeah, like, you can smoke weed in, in Minnesota. But in, like, say... And, and the law says that individual states and local municipalities, you know, can't make up their own rules and go, no, but we don't have weed here, whatever. Um, but there's certain ones that are just, like, bastards run by Karens uh, that are like, well, okay, but if you want to have some sort of weed event, you need a permit from the state in our city. Like, so in Minneapolis, you don't need a permit from, from anything, like, even from Minneapolis. Coon Rapids says you need a state permit. Uh, those don't exist yet because you're supposed to just be able to do it kind of wherever. Now, I know, like, not in a park or a school or in the middle of the street. Coon Rapids is thinking, it's like, well, it has to be, you know, on, on a private property. But they were also like, it it can't be anything that, like, ever has customers. So it's like, okay, well, we have this closed off back room in this area. And it's going to be in an area where people can't normally go to. And they're like, no. They're like, what the fuck do you mean, No. And we had our lawyers look at it, and we did all this stuff, and they were like, yeah, it's like basically like intentionally written in Catch-22s that make it so that if you do fight them, it's just going to be an expensive nightmare to try to convince you to not do it. And that's, so we, so we, so we ended up backing out of the room, but I made like a big stink about it. I'd say I, I acted like it was like a giant injustice, and it really started catching fire. People were calling the lady at the city and stuff. And I was talking to the star tribune and all this shit was going on. And I, it was like, everyone was kind of having fun. And then, then, I, then another, another round of lawyer talks. And they're like, okay, like nobody's in trouble because we asked for this, but let's, I'm speaking very vaguely here. Let's just let this Peter out on its own and just not keep bringing this up. And then let's just try to have another event, you know, in Minneapolis and in, in our, uh, you know, obviously, the spot in Coon Rapids was owned by the company I worked for. And, and, and I, I mean, owned I, the, the, the parking lot, the loading dock, the whole building, it's not being the, the business isn't leasing a spot that's owned by the owner. So it's like, it's, it is, it is pretty shady and pretty thin and flimsy that them being like, Oh, you can't do this here. It's like, yeah, they, you just don't want Coon Rapids is a meth town. There's probably a meth lobby. It's like if people just start smoking weed, they're going to buy less meth and then catalytic converter, you know, thefts will go down. And then where, where are you going to get that sweet copper and, and gold from? Like, you know, pay for it? Like, no. No, it's a meth town. They're in the pocket of big meth. And you can tell. You can always tell when someone's been paid off. Like you can tell that lady had like meth heads. Like, wait, because they're not going to bed and just waiting for her after work. Being like, so uh, you haven't you letting a weed thing happen? Everybody's just gonna start switching to nice, clean, burning, safe weed instead of our fossil fuel meth. Coon <laughs> uh, Rapids is a fucking dump, um, and we probably should 
not have tried to have this thing there. It wasn't my decision to have it there. But I also went along. I was like, all right, I'll go full speed ahead on making this happen. I'll make the phone calls. I'll get crazy. And it didn't really work out. But th that's just the thing. I, w I was like doing all of that stuff and then like not having a car at the same time. And it has just made it so that like, like again, I'm like, oh, like, oh, I'll call you tomorrow. And like, I realize like a week has gone by and all this stuff. And that's why, you know, here I am at complete odd hours, um, making this podcast, but I have to, I have to keep making them. I really have to, like, I'm going to just drive this thing completely into the ground because I really don't, I don't know. I really don't know why, but I, I do really think that like some people do listen to this. Obviously I have people like messaging me and stuff whenever I take too long. So it's like somebody cares. It matters to somebody. It's something for me to do. And sometimes I wonder, it's like the amount of success, which is barely anything. Some people listen or whatever, but the, the amount, the amount of activity that this podcast gets is low enough that like any sane person would have given up forever ago. And maybe it is just that you have to keep going. Maybe it is that, like you just keep going and everybody that thinks they're going to have like a Dungeons and Dragons thing or like some local comics that like, well, they, you know, people have podcasts, they tried it, then they stopped or whatever, you know, they, they die off and soon I'll be the only game in town. Pretty soon you'll be like, you'll call this podcast and it'll be like, hey, can you give me important and good motivational things and, and life advice and whatever like that? And I'll be like, well, you know, uh, it's going to take gonna take a couple of months like, well a couple of months is a is a really long time and i'll be like yeah but what are you gonna do go to another podcast there's none left the reverend john wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words actions or ideas of its host guests or listeners though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you and may occasionally give you direct calls to action neither reverend john nor the alchemical cocktail lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic think for yourself and do whatever you want because you're on your own if anyone ever tries to sue this podcast Black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.